Hello and welcome to the Mini Gaming Union podcast for Tuesday, March 9th. I'm your host, Kyle, and I'm here with Adam. Hello. And Jordan. Hey, hey. Unfortunately, Daryl isn't with us this episode. He's busy reviewing Final Fantasy Thirteen. That's lucky. Important. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, somewhat envy him. We'll see how, what his score says, then I'll decide. Yeah, we might not envy him. <laughs> we might not. So, uh... Mini Gup, as we like to call it, is our community show for the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast series and the Gaming Union forums. This episode, we have two topics from the Gaming Union forums. First, we have PSN Epic Fail, and then we have Will You Be Buying PSN Premium Service? And that will be followed by our member of the month. So this episode will be all about the PlayStation Network, basically. So Sponsored by Sony. <laughs> or not, depending on how we view it. <laughs> uh, Jordan, you want to take the next bit? Uh, yeah. Final Fantasy Union and Kingdom Hearts Union has a new show every Tuesday. The series includes three different shows that follow a weekly release cycle of Kingdom Hearts Union, Final Fantasy Union, and Mini Gup. It will be slightly altered for next release because Final Fantasy XIII is coming out, so we figured we should have Final Fantasy Union to follow it up a week following. So, uh, This podcast is, of course, produced by Gaming Union and Tweaks Music and comes out on iTunes and GamingUnion.net. And a special thanks to Gilbert GTR and Caleb, our forum moderators, who also help us organize Minigup. So we have one community update to hit up before we go right into the show. We have a giveaway going on right now on GamingUnion.net that is open to anyone in the UK and Northern Ireland. Sorry, North America. <laughs> up for grabs is a Nintendo Wii console the Skycrawlers game, Innocent Aces, for the Nintendo Wii, and Ghost in the Shell 2.0 and Ghost in the Shell Innocence on Blu-ray. All you have to do is send in an email to comp, that's C-O-M-P, at GamingUnion.net with the subject line of Give Me Skycrawlers, all caps. If you're a GamingUnion.net member, uh, please include your username as well. There will be only one winner for the competition, and they will be selected at random. If you're successful, we'll be in contact. And the deadline is Friday, the 19th of March. So, get on that. Good game. <laughs> I reviewed Skycrawlers. Oh, yeah? Not bad. Not bad. Gave it a seven. There you go. All right, so our first thread. PSN Epic Fail. This was in the general gaming section of the forums, and it was posted by Caleb. And he posted a massive first post, so I'll just sum it up. All the fat PS3s didn't work on March 1st. I'm sure both of you were aware. Did you experience it yourself? First uh, I did not experience it, but uh, I was well aware of the issue. Where were you during the apocalypse? <laughs> PS3. <laughs> exactly. So uh, all the non-slim PS3s broke down due to the system thinking 2010 was a leap year. So because this calendar screwed up, it just screwed up all the fat consoles, both online and off. And there was a quite a large thread following this. So... Uh, before we kick into what the users think, what do you guys think, Jordan? Uh, personally, I was pretty busy that day, fortunately, so I didn't actually try and play any games, but, uh, I don't know, from what I gather of the situation, it seems like it was a one-time thing, kind of a minor, well, not minor, but it, it was a glitch that is not likely to happen again, so. So, is it Sony, uh, avoiding tarnishing their name, or... I think so, contrary to popular internet opinion, that uh, I remember reading an editorial that this apocalypse was going to hurt sh Sony's chances of selling Final Fantasy Thirteen, <laughs> and I was sort of like, well... <laughs> it's a stretch. We might be getting ahead of ourselves, but... Yeah. What were your immediate thoughts, Adam? 
I don't really associate PS3 and online gaming to begin with. So <laughs> it doesn't doesn't really. I mean, I'll be honest. I found out that the PlayStation Network was down just sort of browsing the internet, but I was on Xbox Live the whole day, so it didn't really affect me at all. And, and what I guess you... this isn't sponsored by Sony. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Sony didn't really say much about it. The they said it was going to be fixed. Sure enough, it got fixed. There's really no harm done. I mean, there's not much more you can do. Yeah, it's not really a recur. It's not going to be a recurring problem, at least not in the short term. Yeah, we've got another two years, maybe, <laughs> and we'll see how the fats take it. Yeah, we'll and see if you they know, stuff. Live has had these glitches several times with other things, but. I don't know. PSN's usually been pretty reliable. This is the only time I can really think of. Yeah. It's I, been down like this. I mean, it's, I've had a hard time getting on Modern Warfare 2 sometimes, but I think it was more uh, Activision's fault or damn overcrowding. <laughs> the fanboys are going to have fun with this either way. Yeah. You look at it like there's the Red Ring of Death, there's the network fail, but either way you look at it, all online services eventually go down at some point or another, whether yeah. you're Activision Blizzard, PSN, Xbox Live, the frequency is going to change. Uh, it doesn't really matter. As long as you've got like a book or a door to go outside, Yeah, you, you should be okay. <laughs> yeah, just look at social networking sites like uh, Facebook or Twitter. They crash constantly. Yeah. And, you know. Things keep going. Yeah, PlayStation Network goes down. Go play Farmville. Yeah, ex- yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or go play with the kids. So, I mean, if this was a recurring thing, like if if they didn't figure out what the problem was, or the problem was not just this calendar bug, I think people would be a bit more worried with Just Cause. But it being just this infrequent thing, I I don't really care too much. And and if being one day, okay, maybe you bought your console that day. Well, if you bought the console that day, it would be a PS3 Slim and it would have worked. But presuming it was not that that, that way, I imagine you'd be a little ticked off. Just, just another reason to get in shape, <laughs> yeah. everyone. No, I I don't know. It seems like the only reason it got so crazy, like during the whole when we didn't know what the actual problem was, it was a little crazy because people couldn't go online and couldn't play some games even offline. Yeah. So that's troubling. Like for sure that's troubling. Yeah. And if you don't really, like, Sony wasn't that quick to come out right away and be like, we know what the problem is, we're on it. They kind of, I don't know exactly what they said, but I remember that there was a long period of time where we were hearing things on forums and message boards before we heard anything from Sony. Yeah. Uh, Actually, since Daryl's not here, I pulled a quote from him in the thread on the forums, and he said, Xbox Live breaks all the time, but people just don't care as much despite the fact that they actually pay for it. There are even major problems reported as recently as two weeks ago where people simply could not connect. To me, that shows that people do actually have more fun on their PS3s, as despite it being free, they couldn't even cope for one day without going crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know so much about that. I think that's kind of a stretch to say it shows people are having more fun on their PS3s, but... Confirmed. If if Xbox goes down, or Xbox Live goes down, you can still play offline just fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it's more fun as maybe there's more of a vocal audience on the PlayStation. Like, it, it's really hard to say. I mean... I don't. I don't think it's that different. Like, I think there's a pretty you got a pretty vocal live audience too. I think. I don't know. It's sort of because there was so much uncertainty about the whole thing. Like now, looking back on it, it seems like a minor thing. Oh yeah. But when there was uncertainty, like who knows? People didn't know it was going to be a one day thing. So I don't know. I guess at that point, it's a little more understandable that people ran with the whole story. But 
Yeah. But looking back on it now, it seems like, oh, well, whatever, one day. Yeah. Uh, Eskimo Keith followed up saying, oh, actually, I, sorry, I just kind of spilled onto his point. He said, when you disconnect from Xbox Live, you can still play games. This is why no one complains. This bug or whatever stopped people from being able to play even if they were disconnected on the PlayStation. And he also said, come to think of it, when Xbox Live goes wrong, they don't take achievement points away from you. Did you hear about that? The trophies? Yeah, the trophies didn't. I never understood why trophies have to sink. And, you know, there's there's a lot of downtime in playing a, a PlayStation game in general. Like, you load it up, the trophies sink, the game asks you if you want to install. Like, I, I don't really know. Like, I, the... Games are fun, I guess, so not being able to play them sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Any any last thoughts on this? I'm kind of tapped. Yeah. Uh, well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't... Yeah, I don't think it was a huge deal. Like, you can say... I don't know. You can't fault Sony too much for this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, a bug. It's a they, little glitch. It's a bug they should have yeah. caught, sure, but... That was lazy programming, yeah. to be honest. I mean, well, we count every two years as a leap year. Yeah. It's not even from from what I've heard. It was the problem that caused it was a chip in the PS3 that's made by a third party that was actually the same chip that was in the Microsoft produced Zune, which had the, this exact same issue previously. Hmm. So it's it's just I don't know. It's just one of those things that it wasn't caught. But hey, like if you think about any reason a network could go down, this isn't up there. And yeah, it's an accident. Yeah. yeah it, I'm sure, somebody, you, I'm sure somebody still got fired, though. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay, so basic sum up, minor issue. Oh, well. Kevin Butler, VP of Apologetic Apologies. Yeah. I believe I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Anything final? Uh, no, that's that's it. All I'm right. Done. Carrying on with PlayStation Network, the next thread is PSN Premium Service. This was posted by Silcher, and he said... So, as we all know, sooner or later, Sony will release the PSN Premium Service. And just on a side note, is is that actually confirmed? Uh, they have not officially confirmed but a Premium they're talking Service, about it. but they are talking about yeah, I've it. Heard that. Documents okay. have surfaced. Right. And... Kaz Harai pretty much said in a speech not too long ago that it's coming. Right. It's been basically all but confirmed okay so silcher continued this service is similar to xbox live but has a few differences the price is unknown as of now but will be announced sooner or later my guess is that it will be around 60 to 70 dollars a year the service is optional so you can still play games online for free now he listed a bunch of the rumored uh content uh we can go through each one of those and give our two cents but adam also wrote an article about just this the other day so i was thinking maybe we should tackle yours first and then skim through the rumors. All right. So what were the few of the ideas you thought they could actually do with PSN premium service? Well, the difficulty with offering a premium service is finding something that's worth purchasing on on like a global level. I mean, there's I I'm a subscriber to Xbox Live and I don't use Xbox Live except for playing online. Like I don't listen to major whoever or click the gold features or any of those little videos they do. It's all worthless to me. I just want to play with friends. Just to establish, are you, are you fine with playing or paying? Yes, 60 bucks I, had, I am. I'm, I've been subscribing to various games for years on end now. And it's, I believe it's $15 for like three months or something like that. It's, it doesn't bother me at all. It's, okay. it's not an issue in my book. Um, but I'm not going to back you up on that one. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, so undecided. The whole the whole point I see about this just well, I'm getting a little bit ahead of the conversation. But the whole reason, and I think Sony is kind of screwing up here, is that a lot of the goodwill they'd get from gamers is that 
they pretty much have, yeah, Xbox Live has got a couple superior features, but they're pretty much on an even bar now, and they're doing it for free. So if you think about it, like for me, like, yeah, I'll, I will pay for Xbox Live. I don't like doing it. But if you can get that almost same experience on PSN for free, that's like a, that's a huge selling point for them. And what I'd think is they can't start charging for anything they currently offer for free. Like that, right, yeah. that would be a disaster. That, yeah. Apocalypse so, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so they'd pretty much the only stuff they're going to be throwing on is, like you said, the only thing you care about on live is being able to go online. That's already free. So I can't see that many people jumping onto this service, like regardless of what they put on it. Right. Would you continue on? Uh, it depends on what they offer. Yeah. Um, if they treat this exactly like Xbox Live, Sony 2.0, I can't see it being successful. But if they offered, I mean, looking over the alleged article on what Sony's considering offering, there's a whole bunch of stuff like gambling, I think, is one of them, uh, a service for uh, iTunes. All this stuff is worthless. I mean, you can already do that stuff for free through the PlayStation Network. So that would be catering to people who basically don't know how to use their console. Um what Sony could offer is exclusive content, which I know they've said before that like first party titles don't matter. But in the case of online warfare between these two consoles, I think that nailing as much exclusive content as possible would definitely win my pocketbook over. Like uh, one thing we said that no company has done so far is offer me game soundtracks, um, even just like they're on the CD. Why can't you offer a digital download version? Because I would love to listen to most of the games that I buy. Yeah, and most of them, they don't sell it anyway, so it's not like they're losing Yeah, or art. I mean, like unique art, stuff like that. I mean, things that you can't find on just the PlayStation Network little... Right. The thing about that is that's a really niche feature. Like, Like, some of us would be interested in that, but if they're looking at a mass market service here, that's going to be like a very small segment that's going to care enough about that to want to pay for it it's true but i i would say like i mean it, it's hard to say what most people would or would not buy simply because this hasn't really been done yet a lot of what most of these online companies are doing through uh, either mmos or uh console games is this um microtransaction service where you you buy the game and then you buy t-shirts for your character Right. Or you buy new levels or new little bits like that. Being able to offer all those in one shot under one premium service. So if it's going to be 60 bucks for an entire year's worth of PlayStation Network service and I get all of these little free tiny things that might make my gaming experience complete as a whole, I might might consider that a little bit more than Xbox Live where I just get online. So kind of like a subscription service to music where... Um, no, this isn't uh, not a direct parallel, but like Napster, I think you can sub- you just subscribe now. You can download music as you like, and as long as you're subscribed, you've got access to whatever you want. Right. It, it would it would give people a reason to sort of poke around the PlayStation Store. Because to be honest, I don't even do that. Like at least when Xbox has a demo that comes out, you know they advertise it pretty well, and I feel inclined to sort of look around the junk every once in a while. PlayStation Network, like, I I really don't feel compelled to look at anything, to explore anything. I'm actually a little insulted when I go through their themes and wallpapers and it's just pictures of women. Like, yeah. none of that stuff caters. Like, who who's that aiming for? Like, I, think it, I think it, like, you seem like you primarily play on Xbox first and then PS3 second. Well, this is another part of the PlayStation Network's issue is when PlayStation 3 originally came out, I loved PlayStation 2. Like, it was by far my favorite 
console for RPGs, for fighters. There was nothing else better at the time. Maybe Dreamcast, but right. Dreamcast killed itself. <laughs> so there was, I mean, there's nothing. We just threw our hands in the air. We're like, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the ultimate issue was, is it was between PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And I could afford both. I could go out and buy both of them. But how many of my friends could afford both? Yeah. So when it came down to it, is my friend going to buy the $800 system or the you know $400 system and then be able to afford some games after that? And right. Xbox just got us early. There was no there was no real thinking about it. Like it was just buy right. the cheaper system, buy the premium service. We're we're all playing like World of Warcraft at the time. We're not no strangers to right. subscribe. Sorry, you're talking about the 360. Yeah, for okay. the 360. I think it's more a question of perceived value because if you really get into it, when you keep paying fifty dollars a year for online, which you're not paying for PS3, over the lifespan, you're paying more for 360 than you are for PS3. Just making it that assumption, but it's more of a perceived value kind of thing. And yeah, they did. Microsoft did a better job. But I mean, just to go back to the point of like who advertises their demos better or does that, I don't think there's that much disparity between them. Like they do have on PS3, they have like the what's new thing and they put all that in there. But I think it more just depends on like what you go to first. Like me, I play PlayStation first, Xbox second. So I notice all that stuff on the store like right away. I don't have any problem using it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I mean, I just got a PlayStation 3 Slim this last year, so I haven't been with it for that long, to be fair. Like, I I am heavily biased as far as my uh, experience goes, but Xbox was cheaper, all of my friends are on it, I really have no reason to switch over to PlayStation 3 right. as far as online gaming is concerned, like... I right. my Xbox would at this point have to break and I'd have to go out and buy a PlayStation 3 for me to or I don't know like buy all PlayStation 3 games I mean in order right. to officially switch. What were a few of the other ideas you had for the premium online service that you might be interested in yourself? More content because that's something I mean uh, uh, most recently with Lost Planet 2 um what I've been doing is looking at single player titles that I would really like to experience on PlayStation 3 versus multiplayer titles I would prefer to experience with my friends on Xbox. And I think being able to take content that I would not be able to get on the 360 and get it instead on the PlayStation 3 would win me over in a heartbeat. Like a Lost Planet like I was just saying, they just cut out a whole bunch of obviously they didn't give any details about the content, but they just said, unfortunately, we had to cut content out of this game. That is happening left and right with all of these developers. And it's driving me absolutely crazy because now it's like, well, do I want to pay for what maybe 75% of an original yeah. concept? Or do I want to pay for 75% of original concept and then the other 25% they'll nickel and dime me for the rest of the year? Yeah. If PlayStation could secure the rights to that content and I just had to pay the blanket $60 and look forward to more Bayonetta content, more Lost Planet content, yeah. more Street Fighter costumes. And the incentive I... for the developer or publisher would be that they'd get a slice of the subscription fee. Exactly. I... I would be down for that because how much does a subscription really cost? Like you're just you're gonna charge me for using the internet anyway. Well, yeah, you know. And a lot of these developers, I think I was hearing this point from Daryl before. A lot of these developers, you know, they want to put up their stuff for free on both stores, but on 360 or Xbox Live, it, they have to charge at least a buck or two or something for it. Right. And so they thus reflect that on the PSN, just so you know, there's no controversy uh, with this. Then they'd 
there'd be no problem just sticking something for free on there. Nobody would know. Nobody would be the wiser. Exactly. It's already under premium service. It can be listed as a Sony exclusive. They would definitely win me over on that front. Right. I don't. I don't know if I see that being the way that would that whole thing would play out because the additional content thing it seems like and some people have done this they've used the extra space on blu-ray to have more like additional features or just like bonus add-ons on it like what you're talking about but if they were going to put it online i think like saying like oh we're going to give you all this content online for ps3 i think microsoft would then say hey like if disk space was the original problem and you're putting it online now give it to us too i think that would be I don't think they could easily just say, oh, we're going to give all this exclusive stuff to PS3 without pissing off Microsoft. Uh, that really depends. Um, like, you'd still be able to buy this content, hypothetically. You'd still be able to buy the content like you do now, but on a subscription model, it'd be pretty much a buffet. Yes. Right, but do you, would you think that because you're already paying for 50 bucks for live, that they'd just throw it into the live subscription thing too? Well, look at it this way. Before Battlefield 2 came out, I played Modern Warfare 2 a lot. As, of course, they came out on both systems. They both had their own issues to start. Now they're whatever they are right now. But when the next downloadable map pack for Modern Warfare 2 comes out, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's coming out a month early on Xbox 360. That is worth a subscription to me, being able to play content before another console, before other people. I like doing that. I like to be able to get into action as soon as possible, even if, I guess, maybe it's just a mental thing. Like, maybe in their heads, they're like, all right, we're going to release this content on June. But to make Xbox users think they're cool, we'll say that we'll release it, like, June 15th, and they can play, like, June 12th. (laughs) You know, it may be a, a, like a psychological game that they're basically waging, yeah. but I enjoy being able to play content sooner. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate... That's one thing I hate that Microsoft does, is that they throw money at timed exclusivity. Like, yeah, it's the whole, like, yeah, we're cool, we're getting it early, but I don't know, I really hope that that's not the way both companies are going to try and play it, because it just seems like such a pointless, like, back and forth, especially if they're both doing it. Yeah, which is the case. Yeah, it just... Yeah, I hope that trend doesn't... It doesn't keep going that way. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's that's how it is right now. <laughs> Like, we've got the Dante's Inferno Divine Edition versus the Xbox Normal Edition. Like, maybe the differences are very minimal, but if you have the option to pay, you know, $60, $70, $80 on a game, and there is a edition with extra content and an edition that has no extra content, and they're the exact same price, which would you prefer to buy? Probably the one with extra content, yeah. unless you uh, unless you're strange. I'm not really. <laughs> you're sure. not strange, or if you only own one console. But then that kind of makes you feel like you've made the wrong choice. Of yeah, if or... you've, I mean, yeah. I've always been under the impression that if you're a gamer, you own both. You maybe you even own a Wii if you're really eclectic. Yeah. Well, it it's a tough thing to say. Like for us coming here from like this perspective, like we're all hardcore gamers. For us, you'd think that, but a lot of people don't. They like games, but they can't fork out hundreds of dollars for both console. Like, I don't know. I just know a lot of people who don't own both. Oh, yeah. So at which point it would be a matter of which console is going to give them the most bang for their buck, which console is going to have the most exclusives, the best titles, the most content, and... In this way, I mean, Xbox Live offers whatever it offers. Maybe the idea of better online gameplay. I'm not really sure either. Right. But um, 
if if this console war is going to continue going, then each of these brands, Sony, Microsoft, are going to have to define themselves in a particular way. And in doing so, that's that's why we're seeing this Divine Edition, Dante's Inferno, or you know, these third party titles that are really going right. to have a little bit of an edge on one versus another. Yeah. What was the the Divine Edition? Was what was that the 360 version? Or? That was the PlayStation version. Was it? Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it comes with some extra stuff on it. Uh, some like the poem. I know. See, I think there. they probably did that just to be like, hey, check this out, like to combat because you have God of War on the PlayStation side. So they're probably trying to fight God of War with that. Still hurts the 360. Yeah, but I think with Dante's Inferno, they're not vying for 360 PS3 game. They're fighting God of War. Yeah. Uh, just to jump back to your point of, like, we're, ta- we're talking exclusive content here, but specifically online, why publishers wouldn't just give their content to Microsoft's paid subscription online, or sorry, live, uh, if PSN started doing that? Well, the money that they're collecting right now, I'm sure, is going somewhere in particular, and they wouldn't necessarily just give it up uh, to all publishers now if Sony started doing that, because then they might as well just make it free right now, because then the, you know, it'd be even more attractive of a console. So... Um, yeah, no, I, I get the point. I just don't see it. I, I think it'd be a really feature. hard thing to organize. I, it'd be hard to organize, and I don't see it like if they're going for this, and it kind of it's a weird thing for Sony. Like, are they going to try and do this just to make a little extra money and do what you're saying and capture maybe five percent of the audience? Or the difference with live is because Microsoft makes it mandatory; they get everyone. Yeah, but. Sony's kind of already missed... They can't do that. Like, PSN online is already free. So I'm guessing with this, it's going to be a lot of bonus features that the minority will buy, and they'll make some extra money Yeah, what I'm interested in is the perspective they're going into this. Are they trying to offer the service that they would have to charge for to offer, or are they just trying to get some extra money out of it? Like, do they have to charge just to get this extra stuff they want to get to people, or are they just trying to come up with stuff so they can charge for PSN? For sure. They're just trying to make some money. Like, the reason... It doesn't make sense. The only reason that Xbox Live is still $50 is because Microsoft can keep charging that much. They're making a killing off it. And Sony is sitting there saying, well, you know what? We're... Like, Microsoft is making all this money off it. We're still losing a bit of money on every PS3 sold. Let's get in on some of that action. Let's make money off this. Personally, as a consumer... I think I wish they wouldn't do it. And I think possibly even having that advantage saying we're free, they're not, is a good business strategy as well. But they're definitely trying to just make some extra money off this for sure. Adam? Yeah, I mean, the one thing Sony's really going to have to take into consideration is there's a certain level of accountability that has to be had when you start charging people for a service. Which, I mean, every time Xbox Live goes down, I... I'm kind of annoyed at it if I happen to be playing online at the time, but it's generally for a reason. There's usually an update or a bug that's being addressed, and it they announce it. It's said to me when I log into my Xbox. It doesn't really bother me as much. Sony has been very slow in addressing community issues. They didn't want to ban anyone when people were cheating in Modern Warfare. They took a while telling us about their big console explosion. If they start charging people... It's a lose-lose situation either way you look at it because even if, you know, unless they were offering us a pot of gold every time we played a game, yeah, we're probably going to have to pay more money. We're probably, as gamers, going to get screwed one way in this transaction. 
But if they are going to be doing this service, they really need to step up their customer service and being a little bit more open with us. Right. Uh, any final thoughts before I, I want to jump into what Sultry listed on these rumored ones so we can hack and slash through our, those with our opinions. You want to just jump into those? Let's do it. All right. So uh, I'll just read through this list. And as you guys have clever, witty things to say, just jump in. Uh, exclusive experiences with Sony brands. So that'd be exclusive content. So we already talked about that. Extended console warranty for three years. I can't see that or how that would operate. Yeah, I don't know. Especially if you subscribe a year from now to proactive uh, of when you start. (laughs) Maybe it'll be retroactive. (laughs) Oh, well, you've had yours for four years. So. I should get, I had a yellow light of death, so in that case, I should get my money back for yeah. that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, early access to all-store content, uh, member demo sharing, a full game, full title trial. The the one above it, the access to beta games, I thought, like, it depends on how they do that, but if they got a, a lot more betas than they have now and you automatically have access to all of them, Closed beta, open beta, that could potentially be interesting that as complete, a bonus feature. That completely depends on the company, though. Yeah, I mean, you th- like the demos that do go up, the ones that I can remember, like you know, Battlefield and here's War, uh, Warhawk and all that stuff. Uh, if they offered that for like a majority of their games, I could see a lot being bad experiences because there's some big studios that ha- can handle putting out these uh, betas and monitoring them. But if they expect small like maybe uh i can't think of one right now but every title for that i could see a lot of yeah no i'm not saying they should have like big betas for all games more just that they should uh like more if you had access if you're in this service and you had access to the smaller earlier closed betas that a lot of people just like they want to get into but they're just they don't have that option right that could be interesting well you know uh, the reason that i don't see that as being too marketable is because most people don't even know what the hell a beta is anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, they think that, like, beta is, like, the whole game released early. No, yeah. it's like you sitting on an ATV while the server crashes every 15 minutes and Pretty you're much. trying to reload. Like, that's what most betas are. Yeah, so, Warhawk was fun for in 30-minute periods and then 15 minutes of... <sighs> yeah. Spoiled by the Halo 3 beta. Yeah. Mag beta was pretty solid, too. Yeah. But, like, those are one in a million. Most of them are like, okay, we're testing this game type. We're doing this. Oh, we're down for 24 hours while we set up the yeah. next thing. Like, yeah. betas yeah. aren't that fun. Yeah, most. The, the Battlefield Bad Company beta on PS3 is pretty good, too. Yeah. There weren't that many issues. Cross-game voice chat access? They should have that, that already. Should be, yeah. That should be free. That... And, well, okay, like, I remember reading that Eric Lempel, the, uh, the head of the PlayStation Network, has basically had said before all these rumors came up that that's coming in a firmware update. We know everyone wants it. So that kind of thing, like, I I don't know. If they do charge you to get that... Yeah, I'd be I'd, I'd be kind of ticked off. <laughs> like, yeah, it should be free. There you, should be more party integration to begin with. I yeah. I had this conversation with Daryl, and he has his feelings, and I have mine. But I think <laughs> I should be able to arrange my party before I load up a game. Right. Talk to people, play different games, like... I understand that, you know, it's not everyone goes into their PlayStation to be social or whatever the case may be. But if I go on to play with friends, we usually switch games. We like to invite other people randomly or friends have friends that want to get in on this. It's just a hassle on the PlayStation Network. I, it's a pain in the butt. And the party feature is pretty sl- uh, works pretty well on 360. Oh, yeah. On 360, it's great. Like voice chat 
leaves a little to be desired for because the Xbox headset's a little meh. Yeah. But uh Quiet. overall, like I've I rarely have issues with the party especially since they revamped it with the last years ago. Right. The thing I'd keep going back to about this is that you think like is a party system and cross game voice chat worth fifty dollars to you? Because well, basically on on PSN, like you have a little bit of these features that are lacking, but in my mind, like the only reason I pay for live is for 360 exclusive games. And like if they, I don't know, it doesn't seem like enough value to me. $50 isn't worth a party system. Depends on what you do, I guess. Yeah. I mean, for me, $15 for every three months is absolutely worth it. I play with my friends all the time. We hang out all the time. Uh, when I was uh, living cross-country with my girl, we would play all the time. Like, it was it was absolutely integral to having fun. Like, yeah. it was either, I guess in the end, it was either you pay or you don't, ha, ha, ha. But having all those features there and having them be easy to use and constantly up and, and very, I guess, maximum functionality. Yeah. It was really important. I, I think that PlayStation's hurting for not having it. Yeah. I guess that's kind of uh, like Microsoft when they're taking the 50 bucks or whatever per year. Uh, that money is going to many different services. So as PlayStation comes out with everything for free, and if we kind of tinker with, oh, should this one be the one that makes us all have to pay for it or not, it makes it really hard because I don't think cross-game voice chat would be worth just just the, say if we had to pay 50 bucks to just get that extra feature. No, not worth it. Not not at all. Or the party system, just those two on top of what we already get for free. If that was 50 bucks, it's hard, but... If it was the $50 for all these different features like 360 offers, then it'd be a different discussion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah, the $50 for live is going to pay for all the, the money that Microsoft has lost getting Xbox up to, to where it is. They're making profit now, but they lost quite a bit in the original Xbox right. and with the whole Red Ring of Death thing. So, like, they're making a lot off of it, um, and it's a good service. But but yeah, with all these features that Sony has put out so far, it seems like because online is already free, and yeah. it works, it's playable. The the party features may not be as good, but it's not like you can't play with your friends. I play with my friends all the time. But yeah, all these features that are on this list that we're talking about, I don't see most consumers saying, I gotta have that. Uh, how about gambling? Oh, this is Token wagering. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be legal? Depends on what country you have your PlayStation in. <laughs> no, it, it's worthless. Yeah. I, I, no. Just go to poker.com or something. Yeah. Token wagering, available only in Russia. User-to-user <laughs> user challenges. I don't see why you'd need That's, some... That actually sounds kind of neat. Would you need, uh, would you need a assist? Would you need some sort of program to do that? Can't you just say, hey, I I challenge you to this in God of War, or not God of War, uh, Motorstorm? It was about bragging rights. That's what trophies are in Xbox. I guess if it made some sort of like a reward system integrated with the challenges, maybe. Yeah. But I could see a lot of that being jacked by people just being like, okay, you headshot me now. Okay, I'll headshot you now. Yeah, that, that's pretty, you could abuse that pretty easily. But people already do that with trophies. So. It depends. Like what if developers got on in those and they were like, all right, developer trophies, yeah. you know, beat Uncharted using only your feet. Or something like that. <laughs> Videotape okay. it and send it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like free Microsoft, or not Microsoft, PlayStation network points. I don't know what they're called. So uh, how about free access to PS1 classics, PSP minis, and PS3 themes and dynamic themes? That's cool. If they do do 
like you pay this month doo doo you pay this monthly and you get access to unlimited or you get to download I don't know how they do it. Unlimited PS1 classics seems a little weird, but free access to those things would be a cool feature for sure. I actually think that'd be worthless. Uh, <laughs> we have very <laughs> polar opposite <laughs> views on all of this. I like it. Yeah, I enjoyed my PS1. I love the hell out of it, but that's like loading up your N64 and be like, yeah, Star Fox. It's not as good. Is you remember? Time. Yeah. No. And, you know, Grandy is cool and Legend of Dragoon is cool. There's a lot of great PS1 games, but. I wouldn't go play through them again. Yeah. Uh, discounts on store content. That would be pretty good. Yeah, good side feature. Uh, sure. As uh, Adam's gone over, remember only in-game content. Uh, trophy alerts, so you're alerted when your friends get trophies. Okay, That's, that's <laughs> not a paid feature. That's no. awful. <laughs> Cloud storage space for games. Okay. That's kind of, I mean... I mean, you'd have to load it into your system anyway just to play it. That, I mean, that kind of sounds like on live, but... It doesn't seem like they'd really need to do it. Like, they already have the hard drives and yeah, all that. Yeah, they're kind of huge. Like, yeah, that yeah. seems like something that would be more useful. Oh, here's for... the big ticket items. Online music service or online video service. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Automatic downloads and updates. So I don't know what that is. No, that's, <laughs> that's stupid. That's like when you load up your game and it needs a patch and it auto patches. This would be like, there's a patch out. Download it without the game. At. Like, what? Oh, boy. how badly do you really need? Loyalty that? program rewards. Enter this marketing buzz for free gift. <laughs> no, that's no. oh Netflix access without a disc. No, that's <laughs> that's fine. Like that's Microsoft does that. Like I mean, if they throw in if they throw in every one of these things on this list and charge you like twenty thirty bucks, I'm going to assume they're not going to charge more than live for it. But like that's not that's not a bad package, but it's not necessary. It's not necessary right. to enjoy the games. It's all peripheral stuff. It would be a good package. Like when you make a game package that someone's gonna buy, someone the the consumer has to look at it and basically say, That's awesome. They they shouldn't even think twice about whether or not they're gonna use it. Like Xbox Live, of course I'm gonna use it. I gotta pay for it to play online. Done deal. It doesn't matter if it, they just offered me bananas for the rest of it and it was just like shenanigans <laughs> for 10 years of my life and pop-up ads like i have to do it done it's it's not even a consideration i look at this list and i say to myself like gambling uh what do i need sold token wager you already have this like we're having a disc the fact that we're having a discussion about this list means that this list fails yeah uh omen out of the community said well having free online gaming is quite a large selling point for the ps3 however if it did come along and add decent features that I actually want, then I probably would pay for it. An example is First Play, the EU version of Core, which is something that I probably will get when it's released. They'll definitely have, if you buy this, you'll get Core for free. Oh, it definitely. If, if 100%, that'll yeah. happen. Again, not a huge feature, but I don't know. It's more value. Sure. That sounds like the next user, Bingo, kind of echoes our feelings. Uh, Bingo said, From what you have listed, Silcher... I think most of those features are really not worth paying for. Some of those could be done in a simple firmware update. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? With like some of these seem like Netflix, like free access for games. Some of those bigger features seem like it, but yeah, some of these ones like trophy alerts, automatic downloads. Yeah. Uh, on I, that note, any final? If what are your final thoughts? Okay, you got you got fifteen seconds. Uh, PSN good, good, good peripheral stuff, but most people aren't going to buy it. Adam. 
the list just looks like a bunch of people that jotted down some ideas. It's it's a rough draft. I wouldn't put any heart into whatever's on there. I mean, in this discussion as a whole, including the things you you suppo- um, put out there, there as possibilities. They're going to have to step it up as far as online's concerned. They're they're really going to have to put together a, a great package in order to convince people. Yeah, I think. I think what I would be interested in is that kind of buffet kind of subscription thing. And if they had all that extra content in there, I think that's the only thing it would get me. Otherwise, definitely not interested at all. Next up, we have member of the month. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, February, we did have an episode of mini Gap in February, of course, but it was around the middle of the month. So it was kind of hard to choose the best member of the month with only 14 days under the belt. So February's member of the month. We have that now. Uh, they're a fairly new member. I mean, they got a couple months under their belt now. But they are almost one of our highest posting members. Jordan, can you tell us who the member of the month is? The member of the month for February 2010 is Phoenix Legas 27. Ooh, congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) Confetti explosions. What do we have for Kyle? Uh, Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, so... You can find Mini Gup in the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast series on iTunes or GamingUnion.net. You can subscribe on iTunes, of course. We encourage you to join the GamingUnion.net community so you can jump in on these discussions. You can start your own. If you start a good one, you might just hear it on the show. Or if you participate in one, you might just hear your point on the show. Next Monday's episode will be Final Fantasy Union. We're just kind of swapping that temporarily for this coming up week. The next episode of Minigup will be released on March 30th. If there's any changes to the schedule, we'll let you know on Final Fantasy Union or Twitter or on the site. Jordan, Adam, would you like to say your farewells? Farewell. It's been a blast. Uh, I guess I will see you next week. (laughs) Yep. All right. (laughs) Or not. Or not. (laughs) We'll see. Tune in next week and find out. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm Kyle saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and gamingunion.net production.